As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. How you doing? Happy New Year. Not really. We've already done one episode in the New Year. This is the Luke and Pete Show. I'm the Pete bit of the Luke and Pete Show. And that man over there... Is everything else. Everything else and a whole lot more. Hello, everyone. Very nice to talk to you again. Um, you're very welcome. If, it's, if, if you're Don't make it sound too much like a chore. It's not a chore, Very really. welcome to speak to you again. For God's sake. Sorry. I suppose you've lent us your ears again. <laughs> no, I'm very happy to be here. But I was just going to say, Pete, if... I mean, we did a show on the 3rd, obviously, which was the first of the new year, but we might find that people are now making New Year's resolutions to listen to podcasts. So we might have some uh, new listeners this week. Maybe people got um, some new mobile phones. Exactly. exactly. An iPod. And so this is the show about nothing in particular. Uh, with myself, Luke, and, and, and Mr. Pete over there. Mm. Mr. P. Mr. PD. I think Mr. Pete might have been a porn star in the 90s. I seem to recall that from Kazar or uh, LimeWire. Eminently possible. Did you use Morpheus as well? Morpheus. Yeah, that was a derivative. I used Lovely Morpheus and LimeWire. I never really used Kazar. No. Yeah. People of a certain age, like our social media guy Charlie out there, won't ever remember what it's like to set up your computer to download, I don't know, say, the President's of the United States version of Video Killed the Radio Star, for mm. example. Linkin Park, numb. Yeah, wait an hour for it to download. And it's an executable file. Yeah. And you can't like, use it anyway. well, I can't use that. That's, no. that's filled with viruses and malware. No used to me, that. No used to me. No. Um, and yeah, so, so I mean, maybe we're the podcast equivalent of that. You download <laughs> it thinking you're going to get something and you end up with something completely different. We should start launching ourselves. I've always said that the uh, some of our project, projects and products, uh, we should start a little site on the dark web just because we'd be the first podcasters to sort of say, we're on the dark web. You say this quite a lot. While you're and, buying uh, shotguns and stuff and drugs. You say this quite a lot, and I, don't, I always say to you the same thing. I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. Or what I, even is, is. I don't either, so I'm hoping you did. That's part of your brand, that is. is what? To get on the, the, I know the Another dark... I've been there, but I, know, I don't know how to set things up on there. Is it like um, 
Skull Island on Link Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Stop talking about Zelda no, Breath of the Wild. I love it. Find another video game to talk about. No, because I'm I was going to recommend one. you one, actually. Uh, Minute. Uh, it's basically, okay. it's a little bit like, do you remember the old Dizzy games? We spoke about them a few weeks ago. A little bit like Dizzy, um, but basically it resets every 60 seconds. There's a countdown, 60 seconds, and you have 60 seconds to run around and do as many tasks as you can um, to further the story. Um, and then you've got, uh, and then you die every sixty seconds, and then you get put back in your house, and you wake up, and you do the same thing. It sounds like me on Zelda. I die every sixty <laughs> seconds. <I'm laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you go back to an old save game. So yeah, it's it's a fascinating little. Um, it sounds an interesting concept. Of, uh, yeah, it's 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 really beautifully done. Like really sort of low res, um, two color graphics. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful piece. It's a beautiful piece of work. One of my games of the year, and I only started playing it. The day before uh, the end of 2018. And now we're a week into the 2019. I mean, is it living up to expectations for you? Are you happy with where you are with it? Does anything feel different? Um, I've got a terrible cough because a little baby Emma over Christmas gave everyone in the house a cold. But the problem with the asthmatics is it always ends up on the chest. Always ends up on the chest. So I'm incredibly yeah. uh, wheezy. So apologies for that, everyone. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we love you as you are, man. Yeah. The, the Luke and Pete Show community is is broad. Community? It's, it's a broad church. Community. Bostel. I'm trying, listen, Bostel. I'm trying to I'm trying to foster a community here. You know that big horn in Kazakhstan I talk about yeah. quite a lot. The door to oh, hell. Uzbekistan. The door to hell. Yeah. Uh, with a podcast equivalent of that. No, it's a broad church, Pete, and they're very accepting people. Yeah. Unless you spoil plots for films. <laughs> and you get in your voice in big trouble. Yeah. Somebody, somebody started uh, recommending me that um, uh, that El Capitan um, climbing oh, yeah. man film over the Free Christmas. Solo, yeah. Mate, I'm already across it. I know exactly what happens. Yeah. And then he gets a girlfriend. Nah, blah, blah, blah. Have you blah. seen it? No, I haven't seen it. No, That's not exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> for, every, for every email we got criticising me about spoiling that movie... Mm. We got 0.1 saying how much they enjoyed my review of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you watched a film last night? I did, actually. I've seen two films since I last saw you. Okay. Uh, give us um, uh, how many, uh, Lukey Fingers out of five. Okay, so first of all, I'll very quickly go through... Um, I don't want this to turn into like a film review show, but... No, but just give, it, just give us a um, five out of five thing. I watched The Favourite. With right. Olivia Carman, Rachel yes. Vice, and the lovely Emma Stone. Yeah. Directed by the guy whose name I can't remember, but also directed The Lobster, which is apparently very good. And yes. I've, not, I've not seen that. I thought it was excellent, the mm. favourite. I thought it was really idiosyncratic, very well acted. I got told by um, mate that people were sort of going in and thinking it was going to be like a, a, a an Oscar baiting uh, kind of period drama sort of thing, and came out going, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it's it sort of, it, it's completely <laughs> I mean, the, lob- the Lobster's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, saw, I haven't seen it, but I saw people describe um, the favourite as a period drama crossed with airplane. Yeah, that's fair play, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's not, not a slapstick. It's not as funny as airplane, yeah. but that's fair enough, right? Yeah. Uh, but it is very good. It's very well acted, and it does subvert that whole thing. And mm. as a result, ironically, it'll probably win a lot of Oscars. But it's right. good. But anyway, the film that I was really, and I'm not not comparing <laughs> the two, and I'm not saying one is better than the other because they're very different for different reasons. But one movie I watched, which I found very interesting, actually, a lot of people have been talking about it, and that inspired me to watch it is um, the the documentary film about the ref- reformation of Bros. Yes. Have you seen it? No. I, well, I think I've seen... It's one of those um, things like the um, colorization of the World War I um, footage by that dude. Yeah, Peter Jackson. Um, yeah. Peter Jackson uh, and, uh, and stuff like that. It's, it's one of those kind of things that everybody watches, so every bit of enjoyment I could have possibly got out of that film, yeah. I've experienced in gift form on the internet. Oh, I see what you so mean. It's okay. kind of like yeah. I know all of the references... Um, yeah. I know all of the th- weird things that the brothers say. They're both quite aloof, aren't they, and strange. Well, I, I found it... So people people will say... Um, I, I spoke to someone about it fairly recently, who I won't, won't name, 
who's a bit older than us and said, oh, I know one of the Goss brothers and that's the reason I won't be watching this film. <laughs> um, intimating that he's a complete dickhead. Right. But, <clears throat> and a lot of people said to me, you've got to watch it because they come across as like, one of them's like David Brent, the other one's, you know, it's embarrassing and they're mm. dickheads and stuff. And, and almost like a sideshow, like, like voyeuristic reason for watching it. Mm. So obviously I'm not above that. So I, so I thought, right, I'll get stuck in then. And obviously Mimi um, doesn't really know much about Bros because she grew up in America, so I had to explain who they were. But of course, the film does a reasonable job of doing that anyway. Uh, but, but curiously, and I'd be interested to hear from people who've seen it, um, obviously hello at lukeandpeacher.com to find out if you agree. But I actually come away thinking they're, they're massive products of their environment, right? So if you look, one thing that goes underplayed, I think, because you never hear their songs on the radio now, they never really talked about mm. how colossally big they were at the time. Mm. And they were young men. And they sort of got, the, the usual story sort of got chewed up by the record industry and spat out. Yeah. And they're now doing very well for themselves. So Luke, so Luke Goss acts in, in, in movies and he does okay. And they mm. both live in um, LA and Vegas, respectively, because Matt Goss is, is a very established and successful uh, Las Vegas Entertainer. He's done yeah. over two thousand shows at Vegas. Obviously, made a lot of money, and 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 and, of, and, and they, they've done they've done well. Matt Goss particularly is in the best nick of any fifty year old man I've ever seen as well. <laughs> so anyway, there's more to it than that. I came away from the movie thinking um, they are massive products of their of their environment, of their upbringing, and that's what, and that's what people are, right? So it's not it's too simplistic and it's too reductionist to say that guy there, Bellend. You, you you have to life is about more than that mm. and and I don't think there's any chance that two twins you're pointing at yourself but you I'm, I'm just explaining this I can't explain that is and that's that part of the reason of this show that's the premise, premise. of the show um, but but the thing is very this is a bros documentary just me and you I don't want to bore on about it but they <laughs> they are two twin lads from Peckham mm. who had nothing growing up and they've now got everything and they've had a lot of ups and downs along the way a lot of emotional stuff and, and and some of it fair enough is stuff that everyone goes through the losing of family members the the, the, the failure and success all that kind of stuff but 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 <laughs> I came away from it feeling it actually thinking it was had a lot more to it than just let's gawp at these two out of touch complete weirdos. Yeah. I, I thought it had a lot more to it than that. It was a, the dynamic between and the competition between twin brothers and yeah. the alpha male dominance, that kind of stuff. A lot of interesting stuff to hang your hat on there. Well, um, so it is well worth checking out. Well, speaking about um, twin brothers, I was uh, sort of lis- uh, I was listening. I've been listening to a, a podcast that um, the Australian put together, the Teacher's Pet. It's, it's quite I've a heard lots of things sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's slow going. It's basically yeah. about the murder of a woman. Or I'm about six episodes in or something, and it's basically this woman went missing, um, and it was all due to these um, two twins and uh, the bloke who actually went out with, um, uh, married the woman. He was sleeping with uh, one of his uh, students at school. He was a school teacher and a rugby league hero, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. And it, it, the twin dynamic is a fascinating, I think fascinating so. study. Uh, another film that I, uh, one film that I watched, uh, uh, four, four, four hands out of five hands. Oh, I'd give Bross like four and a half out of five. I thought it was fascinating. Right. Bad Times at the El Royale, great ensemble cast, Jeff Bridges, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm. Uh, there's some great, uh, Chris Hemsworth's in there as well. If you, were, it, jo- if an, you were John Hamm, would you change your name? No. John Hamm. That's all right. Well, it is a bit flat in it, and I guess he sort of found fame later in life. Uh, Cynthia Erivo uh, is uh, from Stockwell. She's a Tony Award-winning uh, actor, and she is fantastic in that film. I saw some posters for it on the tube at Highbury Instant Station. I thought it looked pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's not like oh my days, you have to watch this film, but it's just all about a hotel. What inspired you to go and watch it then? Um, I watched it illegally on the internet. <laughs> I've just become a member of my local cinema. There's a new cinema Ooh. built in my area. 
Um, in my area? Yeah. Hot cinemas in my area. Hot did singles you, in my did area. You, did you see a little, uh, little animated gif for it on, yeah. a, on a website? Yeah. Are all your references related to porn sites? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All okay. hot cinemas in my area. Do you want to meet them? Click here. Cost me hundred quid, so it's just the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, so that's what we've been up to, I guess. Uh, hello, at Luke and Peter to get involved if you saw any good movies over over Christmas, or, or indeed if you want to talk to us more about the twin dynamic. Maybe you are a twin. Yeah. Have you been in a movie? Um, my best friend is a twin, right. and his twin sister are very good friends with as well, and they are like comically similar. Yeah. Like, so if you, if you if you so I spend a lot of time with my my best friend, of course. But I don't see his twin sister as often. Mm. I, I tend to say quite a lot over Christmas, and I saw her on Christmas Eve uh, for a period of time when my friend, her twin brother, wasn't there. And it's almost like having a female version of him in the room. Oh, They're nice, so yeah. similar. It's very interesting. It was though. one of our first dates over Christmas, and I only saw bits of it. But uh, they fucking. <laughs> oh, but <forget laughs> they Peter, are, what? I, they just you're gonna have like to qualify are. that. It just they're not. They're not. Yeah, but it's just a bit Jedwardy. It's just a, a the closeness. It's the Jedward there was effect. A tw- there were a couple of twins. Um, they always come in twos. There were a couple of twins uh, <laughs> on Pop Idol or X Factor or whatever it was before Jedward called Same Difference from yes. Portsmouth. And they were quite they were fucking, odd. Yeah. Like, don't, what? Listen. I'm just saying. What did we talk about in terms of New Year's resolutions? Uh, stop relating everything twins. back to porn and stop so relating everything back to incest. Oh, porn. Okay. Porn's, that's how we said, look, I'm not getting into it, but I'm just saying that. I'm not getting the, into it. The closest of twins always seems a bit eerie to me. If you were a twin and you're having an incestuous relationship <laughs> with your twin, why haven't we got a broader listenership, Pete? That's I what know, I want to know. know. It's baffling. I know. Isn't it? Right, let's do some emails next. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Look at me. That's Not nice. Not that for a while. Short and sweet, that. Luke, because it was like Luke at me. See what, see what I did there? You, you could have put Luke over the top. That'd have been too far. Well, look, it? I mean, it's, it's, it's practically the word. It wouldn't be that much difference, would it? Mm. Do, you think, do you me. think? Do you think our listeners? I mean, you, you you are scared of success, Pete. You are scared of um, acknowledging Just greatness, of it, mate. Great. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Uh, you're 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 scared of acknowledging greatness in yourself and others around you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, joking aside, our podcast community here is one of the finest around? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, just looking at the... Uh, the contributions. The, just looking at the contributions. Once you get past the spam emails, fuck it. Just, fuck, just, one, if you thing can, we, one New Year's resolution, just don't do it. Because yeah. it makes me sad. And also, one thing we didn't consider when people started spamming us, signing us up to stuff, is that um, the good people at the EU give you options to mm. unsubscribe from everything instantly, so it's fine. Right. Outside the EU, you're in big trouble. Yeah. In America, which is like the Wild West, you can't unsubscribe from anything. Would you, we've been invited to so many New Orleans New, Orleans, New Year's <laughs> yeah, Eve parties. Yeah. I've been invited to so many, like, um, free stays if I buy 10 nights at the higher in the Midwest. Nice. Yeah. Oh, well, well you have as well. We came to both of us. And before we get into emails proper, many thanks for all the people who've emailed in about trying to live a more ethical lifestyle. 
very much appreciated. I did, I yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of vegan, uh, vegan yeah. chat on the. I didn't know so many vegans listened to us. Uh, it's twenty eight, twenty. It's twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, isn't it? The, the, everyone's getting their uh, panties in a twist about the old, uh, the old uh, Greg's uh, vegan sausage roll. What is that all about? I saw that something about that earlier. Uh, basically, um, uh, Greg's uh, have released a vegan sausage roll and like a dog whistle to uh, the psychotic members of the Twitterati, uh, such as um, it was that tit top, not Top Gear. May as well be Top Gear, man. Um, I don't know you mean. Uh, he's on Good Morning Britain. Uh, Piers oh, Piers Morgan. Morgan, yeah. He's like, why are you making a vegan, you PC? It's like, it's not replacing the, the, the normal sausage roll, Piers. Just giving vegans an option. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. don't worry about it. But, One thing but, you... but Greg did this beautiful reply that just said, uh, oh, hello, Piers, we've been expecting you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've, got, I've got an assessment of Piers Morgan that I'd like to share. Okay. Uh, I won't take too long because right. already too much has talked about him. It, my, my assessment of Piers Morgan, I don't know him, never met him, don't know anyone who knows him, but he is... You know, I'm going to preface this by saying he is successful, he is wealthy, he is, you know, for whatever means he's done it, he's done it. Uh, but he's unhappy. And the reason he's unhappy is because, and, and this is this chiefly comes from a football background, because obviously we do football broadcasting as well. Mm. He just wants to be accepted as a football fan and no one will accept him. So basically, if you think about it, he, he's on the record as being a big Arsenal fan. Mm. But Arsenal fans are thoroughly ashamed of him. And <laughs> Arsenal players, both past and present, just think he's a complete penis because he is. And the one thing he craves more than anything else, look at the way he sucks up to Trump. Look at the way he banters in quotes with like Alan Sugar. He just wants to be accepted. And he's never really fully been accepted or feel like he's been accepted. So my advice to everyone listening, if they care, is don't accept him. Don't accept because that's him. what he wants. Well, I don't even think it's even that. He's seen uh, people like Milo Yiannopoulos, who's obviously lost all of his money thanks to him being a dreadful human being, yeah. uh, etc. And these right-wing commentators in America, and he's seen um, how much money you can make as those kind of people. Um, and he's adopted this persona of this reactionary um, psychotic maniac who's just um, scared and worried about the future of, of humanity and the future of uh, male, uh, the, the male condition. Um He's not making quite as much money as he could do uh, doing that. Um, and so he's kind of um, frantically trying to find a bit of a niche for himself. I don't reckon there's as much... I, I, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I, I don't think there's as much opportunity to make money as that type of character in the UK. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. be a, you can't be a right-wing race-baiting maniac like uh, like you can over there. You can make a lot more money out, out there. Yeah, in, in the UK it tends to be people who are successful at it but then have to crowdfund like Tommy Robinson mm. or people who are wealthy anyway like Nigel Farage yeah. and, and so Nigel Farage will say oh in the Daily Mail or whatever where the readers lap it up he'll say oh I'm destitute I've invested all my money in Brexit which is absolute nonsense he's, he's mm. so wealthy mm. uh, he's part of the mainstream establishment as we all know he's uh, I think he might even be there's been some control because I live right near Dulwich College not in the posh bit uh, <laughs> I live in Western Wood uh, and he's he's a Dulwich co uh, College alumnus mm. And uh, there was some controversy recently because I think he might have just been given some sort of honorary title. It's something weird, like you know, because Dulwich College has been around since like the 17th century, right. and there's loads of this other stuff that goes on. I think he's been given the captaincy of the historic old boys cricket team or something like that. Right. And people are saying, you know, should he really be? Should he really be doing that? Uh, should they really be sort of encouraging that kind of stuff? And one of the things that he doesn't like being, one of the things that he doesn't like being known, is That's that he part of the establishment. Oh yeah, of course. But his as a child, he was a bit of a. Uh, it won't be a surprise to know is that he was a bit of a, uh, a bit of a shit as a kid at uh, Dulwich College, um, 
I won't go into it for legal reasons, but basically, but basically, but basically <laughs> if you, if, if, tapping on if you look up Nigel Farage right. and what he got up to at school, it won't be a surprise to you, but it might be, you might find it quite interesting. Anyway, I don't know how we've promised emails and started talking about Piers Morgan and Nigel Farage, but there you no. go. So have you tried a vegan sausage roll, Pete? Uh, no, I haven't actually. We should uh, test test it for next week. But I mean, I, I, I want I'm to know trying to eat yeah. healthily, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dip a toe on the vegan waters. One thing that will surprise you and the listeners, and I promise this is true, I don't remember ever being in a Greg's. I, I don't eat a lot of Greggs, to be honest, even though I'm from Northern the North thing, East right? yeah. Yeah. There's more Greggs in Newcastle than there are McDonald's. Wow, there's there a 24-hour one in, in uh, North Newcastle. I remember walking past it. There's some it. City, city Down ones. You can have a little um, City Down. And a, and a, and nice. It's an institution up there. Anyway, emails. What do you want to do, Pete? Do you want to do something on... Um, should, we, should we just do something very quickly on climbing documentaries? Yeah, let's do that. This is from David Odie. Um, he says, in listening to Luke's rousing review of Free Solo, see Sophie... David liked it, uh, not that I bear a grudge, about the first ascent of El Capitan, another documentary about climbing sprang to mind where I first heard of Alex Honnold. For disclosure, I would consider myself a fan in any way of, or I think he means to say I wouldn't consider myself a fan in any way of climbing. However, the documentary Valley Uprising is one of the best documentaries I've seen. I'm more of a fan of getting down off things. <laughs> Same. I'm more of a fan I'm of that very... relaxing feeling when you're back on terra firma. Yeah, I'm very much like him, but in reverse. The people who really love flying even still when they put their foot down on terra firma go ah oh do you reckon oh look oh, I, I, pr- I prefer Mark yeah people who really flying like would be like oh I wish I was still up there I, I like um, I do like flying but I, I I can relax properly when the seatbelt starts to come off right I'm just one of those you can tell when I've recently booked a holiday because I will um, my whole of my YouTube um, suggestions will be just men who do uh, like uh, reviews of like economy class in some weird um, off-brand uh, kind of subsidiary. It's a good job if you can get it. Singapore it, Airlines and stuff. Yeah, but they, they, all they do, but they all they do is fly around for business, um, and they just review their. No, because um, there was a guy I saw a documentary about the opening or the unveiling of the new A380, that big double-decker Airbus. Right, and it was a double-decker do- Airbus. Double-decker Airbus, mother. It was um, it was on the BBC, I think. And they had a guy there whose job mm. was a YouTuber reviewing flights, yeah. reviewing cabins and stuff. Yeah. And they let him go on a free flight in the first class there to mm. review it. So oh, there are people who've got yeah. jobs there. Oh, anyway, well, yeah. Back to uh, Valley Uprising. Influencers, one, man. Half of them are fake. One of the best documentaries that David's seen. It's centred around the emergence of the climbing culture in the Yosemite National Park in the 60s and 70s. Little did I know beforehand um, how climbing stood within the counterculture movement of that era. The documentary is really well made with great scenery and footage. In line with this is another great documentary about a sport I like to watch on occasion. Um... It's called Fire in Babylon about the great West Indian cricket team. I've seen that. It's fantastic. Um, West Indian cricket team with the 70s and the 80s and the counterculture and, and what that symbolised rather than just sport. You know, a story of fighting racism and colonialism through sport, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I've not seen Valley Uprising, David, but I will watch it. And uh, and I think, Pete, you should do the same. Well, I think it's on Netflix. It's well, definitely least, available online. At least being a cricketer, um, people can actually watch you. I mean, if you've got to talk about counterculture, I'd probably be more likely to get into skateboarding or cricket rather than... Um, Climbing because nobody can really see you do that. You're just a little dot climbing up a big mountain. Can you really see yourself getting into um, getting into skateboarding <laughs> at this age, Pete? I mean, there was a gentleman who may or may not have been a member of the band Jesus Jones that I used to know, uh, who was probably around about my age, uh, and he used to skateboard into work. And I used to think, "Come on, come on, yeah, come on, fuck your ideas." You up, may mate. have played on the seminal international bright young thing, <laughs> but. There's a, there's a limit. To there's this. a limit, but the, but then if you get go a little bit older, like when I was in uh, Japan last, I saw in uh, a place called uh, America Mura, which is uh, America Town, 
um, in Osaka, there was a man who must have been about 70 who was a pretty decent skateboarder. And he was a bit of um, a bit of local colour, so kids would have T-shirts with his face on. And he was an old Japanese chap who uh, would just skateboard around the gaff. Was, he um, was ancient. Is Japan still the um, country with the highest life expectancy? <laughs> yeah, so he, he could have been uh, skateboarding for... Uh, yeah, for another 30 years. In my mind, everyone lived to about 120 years. <laughs> <laughs> the ceremony um, isn't that old. Hey, check this out. Um, Sam in Prague. Um, it, this comes from uh, sort of Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, but it's worth um, checking out some of the things that uh, uh, happen. Also uh, known as um, Christmas time, Michael Heseltine. Yes. Yeah. I miss that guy's hair. I imagine Still find he does him. as well. Tarzan. His mm. nickname's Tarzan. Why? Because of his wild hair. Because he's a. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> partly, yeah. Oh, we, might, we lost um, Paddy Pantstown. I know. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, that was a real shame, actually. We've lost Paddy Pants down. We've Can lost... you use his real name? The man has died. Sir Paddy Ashdown. All right, you don't have to add Sir. Sir Patrick even... Ashdown. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he was He was apparently a bit of um, bit of a spank, as yeah, he, the Aussies might say. He wasn't um, He wasn't a knight, sadly, was he? I don't think he was, anyway. Mm. Um, Probably but, wouldn't have accepted it because he was such a rebel. The thing is, I remember, this is going to this is gonna hugely debase Paddy Ashdown's <laughs> us and Paddy Ashdown's contribution to public life. Can we much further? Is that I remember having a debate with my mum over Christmas about whether Paddy Ashdown was a knight or not. And right. it, so I opened up Google and typed in Sir Paddy. Yeah. And the first thing that came up, Sir Paddy McGuinness. Hang on. As in people are, are, are looking for Sir Paddy McGuinness. Wow. That's good, isn't it? It's bad, isn't it? That's that is bad. bad. That That's is a bad. sad indictment. That is, that is poor. No nighty, no likey. So... <laughs> Good God. Um, <laughs> Sam in Prague has got in touch. Uh, remote batteries, Alkalisk, mm. who were apparently uh, allied with Ikea. Have you heard of Alkalisk before we had Alkalisk? Uh, it's kind of like Obelisk yes, and have, Alkaline yeah. at the yeah. same time. Um, I've been umming and ahhing on whether to write, you, uh, write to you uh, for a long time. Now, however, nothing in my story funnel quite landed in the Luke and Pete area of storytelling. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, uh, Sam. Um, I've been with my Czech fiancé coming up uh, five years now. And uh, during that time, I have uh, had the great fortune to experience a wide array of traditions and festivities. To start, at an obvious point, Christmas here takes place in traditional European fashion, being celebrated on the 24th of December and yeah. in place of our standard roast stack in ham. Uh, we have uh, grilled carp served in a humongous helping of eggy and mayonnaise potato salad. I'm trying to back off the mic a little bit because I'm a little bit squeaky, so apologies for um, that. So grilled carp <coughs> with um, potato salad. I don't mind yeah. that. I mean, I, obviously, it's what you've grown up with, but I'm not sure I'd like that for Christmas dinner. Mm. But I, 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 it sounds like a decent meal. It's more just the preparation. I mean, we've all heard of like the Polish and the uh, and the Czech. They they have bathtubs all around the Czech Republic, being filled up and hosting a live carp before its impending demise. Uh, uh, the days leading up to Christmas, everyone gets their live carp and they just um, they, right. they, they let it swim around for a bit. Anyway, um, moving on to one of my favourite editions of the year, the annual Easter whipping event of a village woman. Oh, for goodness sake. Sorry, of a villager's woman, women. <laughs> villager's women, lots of them. So it's fine. Strange. Strength in unity. Um, this in Czech is known as Pomlesku, uh, I think you pronounced it like that. Or na Pomlosku, maybe. Uh, this tradition inglu- includes uh, large groups of men and boys as young as five uh, plaiting themselves a whip or pomlaska made of bound pussy willow sticks and subsequently visiting the houses of all the women in the village. Said women must present their posteriors ready to be whipped whilst the men will sing a special song for the occasion. This sounds like the sort of thing that um, Dwight Schrute comes up with 
yeah. in the American office, it does a bit, quite yeah. frankly. And I've not even seen it. They, uh, the men will sing a special song for the occasion, Hordy Hordy Dopravodi. Do uh, this song has no set pace, rhythm, or beat. This you sound like the a... Swedish chef and the Muppets. <laughs> this results in a multitude of different styles being uttered and allowing everybody on this day to be an artist. The reason for whipping all of the village's women, as my good friend so perfectly described it to me, they do this to keep a woman uh, young and to stop her from drying out. I don't... <laughs> None of this makes any sense. You then receive a homemade snack for your efforts. Maybe an open face sandwich or a chicken schnitzel and a shot of homemade plum schnapps. Never less than 50%. Mm. As you can imagine, this is great fun by the fifth house. We can take its toll as you move on to the 15th or the 20th. All in all, you get filled with homemade booze and snacks for effectively being a singing tyrant with a whip. I would argue that there is no place better to be a man. I mean, that, that's a that's a bad way to end that story, Sam, yeah. but um, thank you for that. Yeah, that is a horrendous way to end the story, Sam, but Again, product of his own environment there. <laughs> exactly, he's been, mar- yeah. been fiancéed to, uh, to a Czech woman for five years. Is it nature or, or been- nurture? <laughs> um, one thing I was putting to mind, um, and I'm possibly about to embarrass myself here, I hope not, mm. um, you know I love the in-betweeners, right? This, this has got relevance, bear with me. Right. There was a show that a couple of them were given, which they wrote with a guy called Johnny Sweet, who's a really funny comedy actor as well. Mm. Uh, he's got a cameo in The Inbetweens, but anyway, called Chickens. Mm. Have I talked about it on the show before? No. It's basically, the premise is a really strong one. It's, it's three guys in a small village during the First World War yeah. who can't join the army for a range of reasons, and therefore the only men left in the village and all the women automatically hate them. Right, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Okay. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway... One of them's a conscientious objector and he doesn't even want to whip, uh, whip or, or corporal punishment deliver to a child in right. a school because he's a teacher. Yeah. And um, it just really reminded me of it because when he finally gets persuaded to do it, he just goes mental and, <laughs> and, 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 and everything goes wrong. And he just goes so, he gets so into it that he ends up just crippling the kid. Oh, no. And, and I, I hope no one does that in that blooming Czech village. Well, as long as they're shouting, hordy, hordy, dopravodi. What does that mean? We're fine. I don't know. Let's translate that, Pete. I swear I'll take Get the Google Translate the going on Hordy. because we want to know because if it's something horrific, we should probably <laughs> bleep it out. Let's have a look. It's, uh, surely uh, it's all done in good jest. Uh, you know? uh, all my emails at the moment, are just, I'm selling a camera and all I get are just absolute camera nerds. Have going, you taken it apart? It, it, no, I haven't. It just drives me absolutely mad. Just people going, um, is there dust in the lens of... Oh, <laughs> at Talk off. Sport Peak, there's a microphone that's been hanging around. Uh, <laughs> and um, what does it mean? Uh, hody hody dopravodi apparently means feast, feast of water. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all right. Um, yeah. At Talk Sport, there's a microphone lying around. Um, it's been there for ages. Just right. on a desk. Old, what had a handheld mic. Right. And um, you can unscrew it and pull it down. And every time I do that, I think of you. And I actually got a video of it the other day. I'll show you it later so well, you can see can, what you think about it. Well, you can unscrew it. What, you unscrew it and it's um, it's got like... You can see the inner work. No, you can see all the inner workings of it. Well, well don't unscrew it. You're not a, it's, it's not being used, but a, I uh, thought, I, I just, I'm doing it out of my well, passionate well, friendship for you. <laughs> um, right. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Pete, today? Why? Or shall we, shall we get out of it? Let's because, get out of it because... Okay. I've got I a good email to... about free money, but I think I'll talk about it next time. I'm free money, is uh, the great late um, Tom Green. Where'd that come from? Tom Petty. And no one says great late. They say late great. I know. That's it's, it's an interesting quirk of Emerson, language. Emerson, late great, and great and bar- Palmer. It's an interesting quirk of language because, for example, I saw someone talk about this a while back. Mm. So you would say the big pink dragon, but you couldn't say... The pink big dragon. No. It's a weird unwritten rule mm. of English language, isn't it? Yeah. So 
the, the wide yellow door. You wouldn't say the yellow wide door. The yellow wide door. It just yeah. sounds weird. It sounds like it's been mistranslated. If you're like learning, and if you're learning English, that would be odd, right? Yeah. You'd struggle with that. There's no reason for it. Yeah. There we go. There's no I, reason I, for it. I hate the English language. It's inflexibility. I think regular listeners to the show will, will be well aware of that, Pete. Hello <laughs> I, at Luke I and Pete. abuse it. <laughs> Hello at Luke and Pete. I think I abuse it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello at Luke and Peter.com to get in touch with anything you want to talk about, whether you've heard it today or not. And we thank you for your continued listenership and support. What are you oh, doing? Well, I did, well, we're starting to try and um, streamline the um, system here. I didn't realise... When you switch screens, it actually cancels uh, what you've actually played out. So, oh, let's have a lesson learned live. Let's have another go at that. A lesson learned live. Thank you very much for being uh, being with us. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We'll see you next time around, uh, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Lots of love. Suck it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.